Hi, I'm Damon Frank, and you're listening to The Recovered Life Show, and this is an episode of How I Did It. Every episode, I talk with someone in recovery about how they've been able to stay sober. We dive into what their life and addiction was like and what their life in sobriety is like now. Remember, addiction is a life-threatening condition, and the information in this episode is provided as a resource only and is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. This is not a substitute when professional diagnosis or treatment is needed. Now, let's jump into the discussion and find out how they did it. I'd like to welcome you to the show. Why don't we start out by introducing yourself, tell us your name, what addiction you suffer from, and how long you've been sober. Yeah, thank you for having me. My name is Amber. Um, I've been sober for about 18 months, a little over that. Um, Primary drugs of choice were stimulants and alcohol. So tell us a little bit about your life growing up. Did you have members of your family that suffered from addiction? Did you identify early on that maybe you were different from your friends and people around you? Maybe you can share a story or an experience or a memory with us about your childhood. Oh, goodness. Um, Probably when I was about 14, that was the first time that I drank. Um, I, I just had this void kind of filled when I drank for the first time. I was a really shy kid. Um, Things were kind of rough at home and I was pretty depressed. So whenever I drank for the first time and it just kind of numbed those feelings, it was like, oh man, like I've just been missing this. Um, Very much um, a binge drinker. Um, So I think, I mean, I should have known from then that it was an issue, but when I really kind of realized that it was an issue was in my later teens, um, into my early twenties when, um, I started to have more situations that I would get into where I was kind of putting myself in danger, um, from the amount that I was drinking and being in public and being in vulnerable situations. So tell us a little bit about your life growing up. Did you have members of your family that suffered from addiction Did you identify early on that maybe you were different from your friends and people around you? Maybe you can share a story or an experience or a memory with us about your childhood. Yeah. So both of my parents struggled with addiction um, and I started to notice it when I was 14. Um, And from then on, it was just kind of surrounding me. Um, so that made things a little bit tough. I didn't really know how to talk about that with friends. And if I did, it wasn't something that people really understood or wanted to talk about. So it kind of made me feel isolated. Um, and then, of course, when I started to turn to alcohol, um, it was kind of a way almost to fit in, um, I think, with not just my family, but with my peers, because I didn't really have an easy time relating to my peers. Um, So just that feeling of being kind of different, lonely almost from having that family situation and not really knowing how to relate to others um, definitely made me feel like something was different about me. I would love it if you could share with us what happened 
you know, what happened to your life as a result of addiction? What did your life become and how did you live your life day to day? Well, for a while I was mostly a binge drinker. So I wouldn't drink daily, but when I did drink, I would drink to blackout mostly. Always wake up with terrible hangover. I just have these horrendous memories of being in these situations that I would never have put myself in if I had been sober. Um, And then later on when it came to stimulants, um, it's a little bit different because I ended up almost needing them to function, which was a scary feeling. And I was really just using these things to avoid dealing with trauma that I had experienced as a kid and in my 20s. And I was also perpetuating that cycle of trauma because with addiction comes more trauma, usually um, from being in dangerous situations. So toward the end, I was truly, truly miserable. Um, I was fortunate enough not to have any legal issues or issues with work but I was definitely on a path that would have led me to having issues uh, legally and with work. I just can only imagine. I'm so glad that I got out when I did, but it was still, it was really bad. Um, At the end, I was just struggling. I really was terrified of touching the trauma. Like I was afraid of dealing with it in therapy or in treatment. And that was really what was holding me back because I wanted to crawl out of my skin all of the time. So I just could not handle what I was feeling. And I didn't have the coping mechanisms at that time to deal with it. So I was just kind of scraping by and trying to make it through toward the end until I kind of hit that point that I knew I needed to get help. So let's go back to your bottom, your bottom with addiction. What was going through your head the day that you decided to get sober? Did you make a decision? Was it challenging? Tell us what you were feeling and why ultimately you made that decision to try to get sober. This is a tough question because there have been numerous times that I have had bottoms, quote unquote, of sorts, where I ended up getting sober and then would have a period of sobriety and then end up relapsing because I ultimately wasn't getting to the root of the issue, which was my trauma and my PTSD. It wasn't until a couple of years ago that I was formally diagnosed with PTSD. So for a while, I didn't even know I had it. So I was all this time just kind of desperate to feel better. So I would be drinking or using to try and achieve that goal. And then my bottom would be just sort of a horrendous kind of experience where I was in a dangerous situation or something that um, made me feel a lot of shame or where I caused a rift with a friend or a family member. Um, And then that would prompt me to get sober and have period of sobriety, but because I wasn't addressing my trauma, I would end up getting to that same point where I would just want to crawl out of my skin and I 
didn't know how to cope with what I was feeling. I felt like I wasn't safe. And that is what would result in me drinking or using again. So I would say the ultimate kind of bottom was this most recent time that I'd I'd gotten sober, which was when I had sort of a mental health crisis of sorts. I was in a very, very dark place. Um, I had kind of lost the will to try and to take care of myself and to get better. I was kind of not seeing the point in things. Um, And I was at a point where I was not just crawling out of my skin because of the trauma, but also because of the alcohol. So I just at this point was again, desperate to feel better and achieve a sense of peace. I was so desperate for a sense of peace. It's something I really never could attain, whether sober or drinking or using. So it's funny because that desperation to feel better was what would end up with me drinking or using, but it ended up being the thing that ultimately got me to this more stable and solid period of sobriety that I have been in. Um, And I think the main difference this time was that I reached a point of acceptance that I needed more substantial help and I needed to do some sort of formal treatment. So um, I kind of threw my hands up and just went to um, outpatient treatment. And at the same time, I was doing weekly therapy to address trauma because I knew that that had to be addressed or else I was not going to last in my sobriety this time. Um, So I think the kind of common denominator across all the times that I have had a bottom quote-unquote was that there's just a, a lot of, of shame um, and regret and just pain and hurt and just kind of a realization that I couldn't live that way anymore and that something had to change and that something had to be um, that I needed to be sober, desperate for after you decided to get sober, what did you do? What actions did you take? You know, I'd love it if you could discuss your first month of sobriety. What worked for you? What didn't? Yeah, that first month of sobriety was tough. I just remember feeling so raw and vulnerable the whole time and being emotional and just crying and the next minute feeling like happy and like things were going to be okay. And then again, crying a few minutes later. Um, but the things that really helped me were, I mean, number one, the treatment that I was going through, that was a tremendous help being in those group sessions, hearing from other people with similar experiences. Um, and then also getting that additional therapy from treatment, 
Um, I was also still doing the weekly sessions with my trauma therapist and we started doing EMDR. Uh, My therapist was very good about kind of taking it slow with me because I had been so afraid to address my trauma. So she really helped me to feel safe and comfortable before we really started getting deeper into the trauma and doing actual EMDR. Um, that's really been a game changer too, that um, EMDR and sessions with my therapist. Actually addressing that trauma has really helped me to find that sense of peace that I've always been so desperate for and the sense of safety as well. Um, I had also started seeing an addictionologist to see if there was anything else that I could do to help me in my journey. Um, I found that to be really helpful. In terms of practices, I really love mindfulness practice. Um, It really helps me to stay kind of anchored in the present moment um, and kind of let my thoughts flow through normal without dwelling on any particular thought or dwelling on something that's happened in the past. Um, Practicing self-compassion and self-love has been a big help as well because shame is a very big thing for me. Um, I feel a lot of, of shame for the things that I did or experienced when I was in active addiction. And so, and then shame is the number one trigger for relapse. So that's been a big thing for me to focus on is developing that self-compassion and accepting myself. Um, I love being outside. There's something about being outside that's very healing for me. Um, That's kind of where I'm most connected with my spirituality. And that's where I like to practice mindfulness the most because I'm just kind of focused on you know, how pretty the trees are, you know, how it feels outside, feeling the breeze on my skin, feeling the sun on my face. Um, And then that like physical activity walking around outside is really beneficial as well. Um, So all of these things have really helped me. Um, I also did do some meetings with Recovery Dharma. Um, AA was something that didn't really fit for me. I had tried it a few times, but coming from a place of trauma, I found it difficult to follow some of the the pieces of advice that would come from AA, um, like accepting powerlessness when I already felt powerless from my trauma or taking a moral inventory when I you know, was taking ownership of things that were not mine to own. Um, there are definitely some things from AA that are beneficial, but for me personally, I needed another route and, um, the other route that I've taken has been really helpful for me and successful. What would be your advice to someone that is deciding whether they should get sober? You know, someone might be listening to this right now and they're on the fence about if they can do it, should they get sober? Should they try? Maybe they've tried and it hasn't worked. What advice would you give to them? Well, first, if you're in that place and you're listening to this, I would give you a virtual hug because I know how much that place can suck. It just sucks. Um, And I would say to hang in there 
And if you feel like you might need to get sober, um, do some more research into that and give that feeling some attention. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, gosh, even if you want to reach out to me on my Instagram, um, feel free to send me a message and I would be happy to talk to you. But beyond that, definitely reach out for professional help, either from a therapist or if you feel like you need treatment, um, just don't hesitate. And if you're in a place where you've tried to get sober before and you've relapsed or it feels impossible, I feel for you because that's, that's the place that I was in for a long time. It just didn't feel attainable for me. Um, and if you're in that place, first of all, don't discount the periods of sobriety that you've had because those periods of time still matter. You were doing work in order to stay sober during that time. No matter what, if you were staying sober in any way, you were doing work and that is part of your journey and that makes you stronger. Um, but also try to be compassionate with yourself. Um, addiction is ugly and it is merciless. It's very tough to overcome. Um, so don't try not to have any shame for it. And there's no shame also in needing to do treatment if, if that's what you need to do. There are a lot of options out there now that um, aren't as intensive as like inpatient treatment that are that are still that are still just as beneficial. So look at what options might work for you and, Again, never hesitate to reach out for help. Most people in the sober community want to help and will be happy to hear you reach out to them. So don't hesitate. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.